This is One in 36, a presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism, celebrating their centennial in 2024. One in 36 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this show is the official launch of Anderson Centennial. We are 100 years old in 2024, and we are excited to be uh, launching this year's podcast series um, with that in mind. Uh, we were founded in 1924 and have been serving people with special needs ever since then in a multitude of ways. And so just for fun, for this first uh, official show of the uh, of the year, um, we're going to turn the tables a little bit, and we're going to have our very own PR and marketing manager, Kelly Dooley, one of my long-term colleagues, um, is going to be the guest host today, and she's going to interview me uh, about what the centennial means and, and some of what we're going to be doing at Anderson to celebrate. Um, we're going to do that for the first half of the show, and then we're going to have the second half of the show be uh, an interview with one of our absolute favorite long-term friends and supporters and former board chairs and trustees and just all-around wonderful guy, David Melby. But please uh, stick around here for the first part of the show. And now handing it over to our guest hosts, Kelly Dooley. Take it away. Yes. Hi. Hi, everybody. Eliza, thanks for having me here. Uh, oh, thanks year. for having me, Kelly. Yes. <laughs> uh, exciting year for all of us here at Anderson, our 100th year. So I have some questions that I guess I'm going to start asking. So Sounds good. Uh, all right. When was Anderson founded and by whom? Uh, Anderson was founded in... 1924 by Dr. Victor V. Anderson. And, uh, it was originally a small school as many, as many schools of its type started, I believe in, in the basement of a church or something similar, uh, down in New Jersey. It was not, uh, founded on our campus where we are today in Statsburg. Um, but soon after moved to Statsburg because Dr. Anderson, I think realized he was onto something that was needed and was filling a gap and wanted a space with more room and uh, really a campus feel and wanted to be in the Hudson Valley where I think his feeling was uh, generally that it would be a, a location more conducive to serving the needs, uh, both educational and residential, of the students uh, that were there at the time. Yes, I think it was actually Shrewsbury, New Jersey, is what uh, Vance, Dr. Anderson's grandson, has told us. Um, yes, shout out to Vance, Dr. Anderson's grandson, who is still a member of our Anderson Foundation for Autism Board of Trustees. Yes, and who shares a lot of Anderson's history with us. So, And on that point, what is the history of Anderson? You touched upon it a little bit, but... Um, about serving those with special needs and whatnot, but what is our history? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a great question. Um, it's it's varied, uh, but I would say some of the things that have never really changed is, is we've always been a residential program. Um, and again, since soon after 1924, maybe a couple years in, we've been at least in part on our main campus where we still are today in Statsburg, New York, although we've grown geographically and and we've also shifted over the decades, really, um, in terms of the population we serve. But we have always been steadfast in serving uh, people who need expertise in in special needs of some kind or another. And we've always served uh, children, although now we also serve adults. And uh, and when we say children, we're no longer talking about just school age children, um, you know, five, six, seven, all the way to 21 or 22. We in recent years have now expanded and we serve uh, preschool age children children as well. So so we've grown, we've expanded. I think I think the best way to put it is we've kind of moved with the times and with the need. In a lot of ways, uh starting in the 20s and then moving all the way through where we are today, um 
again with the, in the twenties, but the the twenty twenties, um, you know, school districts and and communities in general, uh, and and doctors and medical field, um, has really shifted, and there's a lot of um, there's been a lot of gains in being able to serve children with various special needs, whether they're learning disabilities or or other mental health or psychiatric needs while keeping children in their home families and in their home school districts. Um, that in part led to a specificity for Anderson in serving children with autism. Um, and it was really in the late nineties that, uh, the board and the administration of the organization decided to make that our primary focus. And what that did was it allowed us to focus on our training of our staff and the services that we provided to become much more specific to uh, children and adults on the autism spectrum. And since that time, that's really where we've been. Now we're in an interesting point where a lot of what we do serves, um, you might hear more autism and other uh, neuro- neurodivergent um, uh, individuals. And and that kind of fits our model as well. So, um, but, but in a nutshell, that's our history. And talking about uh, serving those with autism and whatnot, um, do we want to mention when we opened our first home on our main campus in Statsburg, I think. It well, was. yeah, because that gives me the chance to talk about one of my favorite people. Um, so in the 1970s, I don't recall the exact date, but it was sometime in the 1970s on the Statsburg campus while the organization was serving a, a kind of a mixed population of people with different needs. Um, Anderson opened its first uh, residence for a couple of boys. I think it might've been two or three um, who had been diagnosed with autism. And remember, it was relatively new. Um, the, the word autism, an idea that autism was somehow different or maybe people with autism would benefit from a different type of service was relatively new back then. And uh, Tina and Mike Payor, um, who uh, who stayed affiliated with Anderson for many, many, many years after this, were a young married couple who ran that house. And, uh, and that was really what started the ball that led into the late 90s where the organization as a whole really moved in that direction. Um, but that's a great question. And, and shout out out to Mike and Tina. They were really um, fantastic about that. And we still to this day have families whose children are now adults, but who started uh, around that time as, you know, little kids, six, seven years old, whose parents tell stories about how Mike showed up to uh, sort of do an assessment of their child who wasn't being accepted anywhere else in any other programs. And Mike's response to them was, well, this is the, exactly the person that we're, we're looking to serve. And, um, and the family's expression of what that meant to them in terms of feeling welcomed and that there was finally a place that was going to be an appropriate um, and supportive and loving place for their child uh, still resonates with them to this day. So, um, so again, Mike and Tina, thank you for your dedicated service for all those years. Yes, thank you so much. And Tina was with us for so many years. So great, both great yeah. team members. But Tina ended up being the the executive assistant to to the chief executive officer for many years, and one of my closest friends, and uh, just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person all around. Um, do we want to talk about where Anderson is today? Where, what kind of individuals we serve, and our expansion into the capital region? Sure. We, um, we're running a little low on time. I want to make sure I cover things quick, but we currently, um, employ between 800 and 900, uh, team members. Um, we have our main location, our children's campus in Statsburg. We have, uh, approximately 24 or so group homes in Ulster, Duchess, 
and Orange Counties uh, for adults. We have four lifelong learning centers for adults. Um, we have an uh, Anderson Center International Program, which uh, brings international scholars to Anderson for 12 to 18 months of training um, alongside our, our team members and, and with the individuals we serve. We have preschool classrooms in Pine Plains, New York, and we also have a preschool and early learning academy in uh, Latham, New York. We have Anderson Center Clinic, um, which is in Latham, New York, and Again, something that I think has always really been attractive to me as, as wanting to work at Anderson and stay at Anderson is that we remain very committed to responding to the needs that we recognize are changing over time, um, but the needs uh, in the community. And so as those needs emerge and there is a room for Anderson and an opportunity for Anderson to get involved, we do what we can to do so. So we're looking at, um, you know, the, the the crisis with adult housing and and uh, the need for innovation and creative thinking about solutions to really challenging problems. Um, and, and again, at the same time, we're looking forward to a really celebratory year of, uh, of our centennial. And um, mm-hmm. I wanted to share uh, our tagline that you're going to be hearing and seeing um, throughout the year. And this was uh, a contest we ran sponsored by Kale Communications and uh, won by our uh, dietitian. And the tagline is a legacy of compassion and a century of impact. And I think that sums up so much of who we are. Um, so you'll be seeing that and hearing that throughout the year. So a basement in Shrewsbury, New Jersey, and now Anderson <laughs> is worldwide. So we've done a lot in 100 years. We have done a lot and there's a lot more to come. Um, please check out our website, AndersonCenterForAutism.org, where all of our events and celebratory uh, things will be listed on our calendar. But I will throw out a couple of things. Um, we will be looking to do something celebratory um, pretty much every month of the year this year. Um, so keep your eyes tuned, you know, eyes out for that. And, and we'll have radio ads and things going out about that. But um, those that follow our main staple events, they're going to be big this year and they're going to be even more special than they usually are. And our golf outing is on Thursday, June 6th at the links at Unionvale and our annual gala is going to be on Saturday, September 28th at uh, the Grandview in Poughkeepsie. And so um, please make those events, but also stay tuned for so many other ways you can get involved and support uh, Anderson Center, our amazing team members, our volunteers, our families, students, adults, and everybody who's uh, involved with Anderson as we celebrate our centennial. Awesome. Um, is there other ways that the community can support throughout the year? Um, you can make a contribution. We are obviously uh, a nonprofit organization. We do excellent work. Uh, we do everything we can with the funding that we receive. But uh, when you make a contribution to Anderson, whether it's through uh, encouraging maybe a foundation to, to, to support us in a grant request or making a private donation or considering leaving Anderson in your, um, in your, in your estate plans, what you're doing is you're helping us stay committed and sustainable through the next hundred and hundred after that, because that's really where we obviously feel we need to be and still doing good work. Um, so we'd love for you to do that. We'd also love for you to get involved by volunteering. Um, if you're interested in learning more about Anderson, our boards, our volunteer opportunities, um, our event opportunities, um, please get in touch with us. The, the, uh, the best way is probably through our website or writing an email to info at andersoncares.org. Um, just going to our website, there's a multitude of ways to get in touch and we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Kelly Dooley, PR and marketing manager. It's been a pleasure working with you for so long and I'm excited to celebrate this with you. And thanks for being our guest host today. Of course. Thank you. Yes. Looking forward to the next year.
This is One in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your regular host, but you've just been hearing also from our guest host. And please stay tuned for the next half of the show where I have the pleasure of interviewing David Melby, wonderful all-around supporter, uh, former board chair, trustee, and friend to Anderson. And he'll talk about what a centennial at Anderson means to him. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. And now, 1 in 36 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 36, the weekly podcast on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. Took me a minute there. Um, and welcome to 2024. Uh, and welcome our guest, David Melby. Hi, Eliza. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm great. Happy New Year to you. Thanks, David. Yeah. I'm doing great. Um, it's great to have you back. I am thrilled to be uh, to be talking to you on one of our very first broadcasts of 2024, because not only is it a new year and a new time to uh, sort of be fresh and, and enter into new opportunity, but it is also Anderson Center for Autism Centennial Year. We are right. 100 years old. That's wonderful. Great. It feels weird to say, and um, but I am thrilled, really, especially to have you on uh, as one of our first guests of the year, because one of the things that we get to do when we're 100, um, and I think most, most centenarians probably get to do this, is kind of whatever we want for a year. Um, and what we want to do is we want to really honor and recognize so many of the people and organizations and businesses and friends um, and trustees and volunteers who have helped us um, get to where we are today, which is a really thriving, successful, impactful, um, sort of necessary organization in the Hudson Valley of New York, but also growing and expanding all the while. And and David, you are one of those people. And and NFP and your former uh, place of employment, Rosen Kiernan, uh, you know, have always been supporters. So what does that mean to you? A hundred years? Yeah, that's incredible. It, it really is. I, I uh, did the math in my head that. This is also, I believe, the 20th year of my involvement with Anderson. So oh, uh, you've been, us, been with us a fifth of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty incredible, right? Uh, <laughs> that is. You know, I, I have to say that I think I have a unique perspective on Anderson because uh, I was involved at the board level when Anderson really made the transition to a center for autism. Uh, yes. We had not had that concentration and that focus prior. Uh, and, you know, uh, sign of the times, unfortunately, autism is, is uh, you know, becoming ever more popular and the need was certainly there. But I witnessed uh, Anderson truly go through that transition. And I, it's probably better to term it like a transformation because mm-hmm. as soon as it adopted the Center for Autism uh, mentality, uh, it really refocused, I think, a lot of the organization. And by doing so, uh, also got the attention of a lot of people, not only at the state, but in the national autism awareness, you know, uh, cause, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it refocused and, and it was amazing to watch. Uh, it provided growth opportunity for the organization beyond mm-hmm. what I could have ever imagined at that point. 
I, you know, it's funny that you bring that up and, and, and let me just say before I get into this, 20 years um, of your support is probably more like 100 years of, of just sort of your average person's um, support. You, you've always taken on just every role, you know, as board chair, as as trustees on both of our boards, um, as sort of the, that return guy who when we call you, you say, sure, I'll can continue in some capacity. I don't ever want to lose sight of that. You know, it really, it really does. Um, we've, we have benefited greatly at Anderson from your support and your, uh, your encouragement and, you know, through the great times, but also through some of the hard times. Um, mm-hmm. you, you've always been there. So we appreciate that very much. Um, when you talk about that transformation and the change from Anderson School to Anderson Center for Autism, that's also when I started at Anderson. So yeah. I think you, I, I, you have me by a couple of years, but not too many because I came in and had a role here that only existed, um, not for me, but I was the only one who ever held that title. And it was because my job was to sort of be out there figuring out once you call yourself a center, you have to make good on that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and in order to do that, and I, I think this is really foundational in terms of our success, our continued success and growth is that we've always dedicated some resources in some capacity to figuring out what the need is and not sat back. And I think the board has also never really sat back and said, we know it all. We know what everybody needs. And so we're just going to provide that. I think we've always focused on getting better at what we do, but also knowing and understanding that the, the world is changing and the needs are changing and and what people want from a center of anything is, you know, basically everything. Not to say that we can do everything, but to to have a sense that we're listening. And and I, I think that's one of the reasons why it's it's a it's a great place to work as well, because um because it's interesting. And you never know when a new idea or a new need is going to emerge, going to emerge, and if it if it's something that we can have uh, a role in, we want to. So, so that's what you know. A hundred years, you you can't sit back and just do the same thing over and over again for a hundred years, and 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 keep people engaged the way we've been able to. So, so I'm thrilled about that. Um, and thank you for your your kind words. Um, curious to know what's happening at NFP. NFP has become a, a nice supporter of Anderson. We appreciate the sponsorships every year and the support you provide, and uh, and letting you stay involved as involved as you are. So, what's going on with uh, NFP? Well, I work in the insurance world, so a lot like banking, uh, we go through transformation and growth. Uh, as time goes on, uh, Rosenkiernan was purchased by NFP, which is National Financial Partners, uh, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we became part of what was at that point the fifth largest uh, privately owned insurance broker in the world. Uh, that was a, a, a lot to take on. Uh, we often uh, phrased it like drinking through a fire hose at times because there was <laughs> just so much to take in. And, uh, you know, we've, we've thankfully gotten that accomplished and uh, we've promoted NFP's services and capabilities throughout the Hudson Valley and the Albany District, uh, which was Rosenkiernan's footprint. Uh, but recent news, uh, just breaking before the holidays, is that uh, NFP is now has been acquired or will be acquired in the coming few months here uh, by Aon. And Aon is the second largest in the world, very, very large uh, wow. insurance consulting firm. So the reason they bought us is that uh, we at NFP, most of our clients are in what we call the mid-market. So employers really from a few hundred employees up to a few thousand is really mm-hmm. kind of our sweet spot, if you will. Aon is really concentrated on the, the fortune few hundred in this country as clients. So we're going to fill a mid-market position for Aon. So the good news is, is that we'll bring a lot to that to that uh, relationship yeah. um, without expecting a lot to change. So we'll certainly have the backing of Aon and all that will bring is very exciting. 
but also they're not going to look to change us. They're really going to ask that we do more of what we do. So uh, I think it's going to be a great partnership and mm -hmm. uh, su super excited about what that what that all mean in the coming years. Well, congratulations. That is big news. Um, not that often that we get to, you know, shout out brand new big news from this podcast, but I'm happy to do right. that. And uh, and all I can say is, you know, another a, a new email address if that comes around. I don't know. It's, you know, it takes us a little while um, to get used to that. But but it is it sounds like a great partnership where you're filling a gap and filling a need. Um, and it's nice when uh, a move like that is is um is really sort of sort of positive. It's a win-win for everybody, including yeah, I think it will be. your clients are not going to experience sort of a big tumultuous change. Um, yeah, so and one of the one thing that you know clients want to know is what will be changing. Mm -hmm. Is that good for us or bad for us right. or indifferent? And most of the time, when companies go through these transitions, there's some loss, right? There's mm -hmm. some something's taken away or or changed. And the good news is is that from the get-go we've promoted that nothing's going to change. So our client service model, our service teams, uh, people like me, uh, we won't be doing anything different then than we are right now. And we'll, we'll stay committed as we, as we have been. So yeah, it's good news. And I think it's going to be exciting for the future, but for the, for the com coming future in the, in the few next years, I think, uh, business as usual so well good again congratulations to you and your whole team that's great thank you um so that transitions me to thinking about uh you know the, the next couple of of months and and into the next couple of years um this this being again a huge year for anderson celebrating our centennial um david you're you are uh often at our events i know whenever possible you make them in person um you you've been a long-standing you know guest at our our golf outing our gala so i'm i'm giving you fair warning that this year we're going to have even more um we're looking to do something ideally every month we've got almost every month uh set aside so i just want to make sure that you're aware and that everybody listening is aware that they should be listening uh, checking out our calendar on our website which is andersoncenterforautism.org We'll have some new events that you've never heard of. And then we'll have some really fun, familiar ones like our golf outing in June and our gala, which this year is going to be uh, late in September. It's going to be kind of on the early side for us. But that might mean that we can uh, have a little warmer weather and maybe spend a little more time out on that uh, balcony at the Grandview. So we're excited about that. Um, and... We're also going to, of course, have our Mr. Anderson Ale uh, event with Millhouse Brewing Company. So um, those are some staples, but we're going to have some other ones. So so we hope to see even more of you than we usually do. Absolutely. Look forward to it. There's a lot to celebrate. Let's get to it. It is. And uh, we have a couple more minutes. Let me just um, ask how I, I know in other conversations we've had, you've been really gracious about sharing what your um but your personal sort of choice and decision to be a volunteer and to and to um, to be supportive as as an individual person, not just as your business um, on boards and especially with Anderson's board. What has that meant for you and how it's impacted your family? So I'm curious. I'm hoping your family had a good, healthy holiday and and uh, enjoying the new year. But um, how are things going on that end? And, and am I remembering correctly that one of your children is maybe a social worker? Uh, actually, two of them are. So two. both of our daughters uh uh, one has her master's in social work, and uh, she works for a sister agency to Anderson in the nice. Hudson Valley and loves what she does. And her younger sister uh, has followed her and is currently wrapping up her master's degree so that she can be clinically certified uh, in social work as well. So super excited. She's getting four O's. So Yay. all in. And, uh, you know, I think that 
um, they they would tell you that they got involved because of my involvement in organizations in the community like Anderson, uh, and they started volunteering themselves. Uh, so it really uh, transcends, you know, through the generations. I watched my parents do it. Uh, my my parents were very, very involved with Make-A-Wish for many, many years. Okay. And, uh, you know, made a very big impact in that organization uh, locally and, and nationally as well. So, uh, you know, I come from, you know, a, a family that feels the need to give back. And uh, the more that's given to somebody, the more that's expected. So, um, you know, we've always followed that line. Um, our daughters have taken it on a different path, though. They want to do it. Right. They they want to they want to get in and, you know, have 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 rough days that everybody in social work yeah. does, especially <laughs> dealing with uh, with with the DD community. So, um, yeah, but super proud of them. And, um, you know, I, I think that for those of my family, we've got five kids. So the, the two girls are, are off doing that and the boys are are at various levels of success in their own lives. And, you know, but but the theme of you know, don't forget about giving back. Don't forget. Yeah. There's always a need out there. Um, and, you know, like you alluded to before, I, I do say yes when I'm asked. If I ever say no to something, it's because I know I won't be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, meaning meaning not just say yes to it, but be in with both feet and yeah. really, you know, give give your all. And when you're going to say yes, you have to say yes for the right reasons. Um, and I've, I've just been a huge proponent of that. So, yeah. and I'd like to think that you, you know, we can lead by example. Uh, don't ask somebody to do something you wouldn't be willing to do. Absolutely. I think, um, first of all, congratulations to, to all of your kids and yeah, to thanks. you, uh, and, uh, and your lovely wife for, for raising such wonderful kids. Um, as somebody, I can relate to your daughters. I do it, but I do it. I'm a social worker by education, but I've also, uh, I've joined other boards and I'm, uh, ending my term as chair of a board, which has been a really exciting and wonderful experience for me. And so to them, I think as their careers evolve, it, it really is fantastic to be able to be on both sides of the board table, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but I but I think you said it really beautifully. It's really all in. And and uh, part of that is knowing how much you want to give and can give and, and when it's just not uh, the right time. And maybe it will be another time. But right. but, David, I just want to say last second, you know, on behalf of everyone in the Anderson community, um, couldn't think of a better person to kick off this year with in terms of celebrating Anderson Centennial and really just letting everybody know how much we appreciate it when when you and anybody steps up to the degree you have to just be there for us every day to thick times, thin times, you know, hard times, easier times, fun times. Um, you've just always been a steady support and we appreciate that so very much. And you are one of the reasons why we are here today still doing what we do. So thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. It's been great to just watch it grow and succeed. So it will continue with other people's help. All right. Well, cheers to 2024. Have a great year. And thank you for being on the show today. Congratulations on a hundred years. Thank you. All right. This is one in 36, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in 36, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism, celebrating their centennial in 2024. Join them for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.